Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Super Bro Movie Show. I'm your host for this week, Jackson Hayes. You can find me on Twitter at JacksonHayes67. I am the editor of SuperBroMovies.com, and I am joined today by my esteemed panel. Uh, Marcos, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Marcos. I have nothing funny to say this time. Uh, I'm going to plug my Twitter handle, at BizGamer9. Follow me. I'm the head writer of Super Movies. There's definitely no none other uh, head writer, so it's just me. And next, uh, Jacob. Thanks for introducing me, Marcos. I wasn't sure if you were going to stop rambling. Um, I'm Jacob. You can find me on Twitter at, at JacobCamp13. And before we started recording today, I got bullied for my microphone. Coming up next, we've got Caleb. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Caleb Saad. I probably have one of the best microphones along with Jackson, so you'll be able to hear my voice in all of its illustrious clarity. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CalebSaad20, and I think we have a great show for you this week. Jackson, why don't you get it started? All right, let's get this... Uh extremely mediocre show on the road hey 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 our, our two first, our, our two listeners love our podcast so don't even try it jackson my mom and my dad think it's awesome exactly well my parents don't even my grandma to. said it was great and then i realized she wasn't even listening to the right podcast so there it was probably great all right this isn't the weekly planet okay this we're this is legitimate all right let's get into the news our first topic today will be uh the star wars episode nine cast was released, and the biggest notes from that are the fact that uh, Mark Hamill will be returning as Luke Skywalker, Billy D. Williams is making an appearance as Lando Calrissian, and the fact that Carrie Fisher will return using unused footage from Episode Seven. Uh, all that courtesy of StarWars.com. So, Caleb, let's start with you. What are your takeaways? Um, I mean, most of this was expected. A lot of it had been rumored for a long time. We all knew Mark Hamill was going to come back as a Force Ghost. There's no way they would just uh end his story right there uh but the biggest surprise is that they're confirming that carrie fisher is coming back using uh the unused footage from force awakens i'm really curious to see what they're gonna do with that and how much of a part she'll have in the movie i mean star wars literally brought a person back from the dead using cgi they said they're not gonna use cgi but i have full faith in them that they can you know make do with what they have so I'm really excited to see what they pull off. What do you guys think, Jacob? Uh, I, I I'm really excited for it, and I agree with you. I, I I have full confidence in the Star Wars team and using the Carrie Fisher footage. That we've the the way technology is today, they can do anything at all with this stuff. They've made Robert Downey Jr. look young, Michael Douglas look young. They recreated young Carrie Fisher for Rogue One in that one scene. So I'm confident that it, the footage is going to look great. I'm really excited to see Billy D. Williams back. He's the last of the original cast that we haven't seen yet with the new with the new character. So I'm interested to see how he interacts with them. Marcos, what do you think about it? You know what? Like I'm full, fully confident that J.J. Abrams and you know the rest of the team are taking uh, good care of it because for a while they've been you know taking the time after Colin Trevorrow left, and you know they had to rewrite it especially after Carrie Fisher's passing, and I think they're gonna do a really good job. Them using already. Uh, film footage of her from like, all the way back in Force Awakens. I think that's going to be you know, a good choice. Whether or not they're going to end it off just like that, or they're going to add something with VFX or something like that, I don't know. But, I, you know, I think it's a good choice. And then, you know, yeah, Lando Calrissian finally coming back. You know, we just saw him in Solo this year. Not the greatest movie. It was fine. Donald Glover was great as Lando. But it's going to be cool, really cool, to see the OG back. Other than that, you know, we have some we have some new actual, new cast members like we have Carrie Russell, which I don't know who she's playing, but I think it's gonna be a great choice, a great uh, addition. 
I'm, t I'm with all you here. Uh, I'm really excited to see Mark Hamill back as a Force Ghost. I mean, as as amazing as his end was in the Last Jedi, it wasn't. It didn't feel like complete, especially with the little nod he gave to Kylo, telling him, you know, he's see him around, basically leaving the door open for the fact that he would return in Episode Nine. Um, the Carrie Fisher footage, I'm sure, will be handled with grace and all the integrity in the world. Um, I don't think it'll be long. I think it'll be a way to, you know, usher her into the movie respectfully and and give us the the goodbye that we all wanted that we weren't really able to get in episode eight. Uh, Lando being back is awesome. Um, unclear what his role will be, but we'll, you know, Billy D's Billy D, and uh, everyone's excited to see Lando back. Any other thoughts, guys? All right, yeah. So with Mark, you were talking about Mark Hamill being back and how his conclusion wasn't really final in in the Last Jedi and how he said. He would see Kylo Ren around. I kind of just want to see him like messing with Kylo Ren, like as he's sitting on his throne and he's just like making fun of him from behind the scenes. And then maybe he's helping Ray, but you know, it's I, I would I would like to see some a little bit of fun play with that character, but that's probably not the route they're gonna take. Uh, so yeah, Jacob, what were you saying? Yeah, I was, I was kind of along what you're going with. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see how they bring Mark Hamill into it. Uh, with with Skywalker with uh, Star Wars, no one's ever really gone since we have Force Ghosts. Same with Obi Wan. He wasn't. He's dead, but he was still there for Luke when he was young. And I feel like it's gonna be the same. I feel like I like the commute to take your own with. I think that'd be really cool to see. But um, I feel like it's gonna be him still training Rey to become a full a full Jedi, but also trying to sway uh, Kylo away from the dark side. Still, I know he's 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 pretty much unable to be a good guy at this point. But I feel like he's still gonna try. He just every time we we give him a chance to go to the light side, he just kind of messes it up. But I feel like that's going to be the focus of this movie. And also, I'm, I'm really excited that him and uh, Leia are back since this is the end of the Skywalker saga. I want to see how they come full circle for this. Um, Marcus, do you have any other last minute things you want to say? Uh, not really, other than, you know, I think Mark Allen returning, he's probably a force ghost. I think he's probably going to have a more supporting role than he probably did before J.J. Abrams came on. But... Yeah, I'm just excited for that. We'll see what happens. Because really, after Last Jedi, you don't know where it's going to go. I mean, you have an idea. But it could really go anywhere. So that's exciting. Just just like that. Yeah, I'm going to jump off what you said, Caleb. That Something that really interested me is the fact that if what if Luke you know, personifies himself to Kylo instead of Rey? We've never seen something like that. We've never seen a dark side user interact with a Force ghost. Maybe in the EU, but it's always been, you know... Obi-Wan going to Luke or Yoda going to Luke or but someone going to a bad guy, you know, trying to persuade them is something we haven't seen at all on the movies would be a really interesting way to go with it. Um, we can move into the next topic. Uh, let's stay on the Disney train. We're going to go straight into James Gunn news for the week. Um, it's continued to be a hot topic and definitely didn't die down this week. This week, uh, the cast of the Guardians released a, a joint statement um, I'm going to read part of the statement right now. Uh, this is from Dave Bautista's Twitter page. Uh, it's an open letter from the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy to our fans and friends. We fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we've been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James reinstated as director of Volume 3, as well as discouraged by those who who were so easily duped into believing many of the outlandish conspiracy theories surrounding him. So if you don't know the situation by now, go read up on it we're not going to go too in depth in into what happened but we're going to talk about you know what we think about the guardian statement here so marcos why don't you jump off uh you know it's very interesting i think you know just after everything happened he was fired from disney by disney 
I was thinking, you know, you know, there is a possibility of the cast going out and supporting him, but there wasn't really much after the next couple days afterwards. But now with like this full support from the cast, I think it's, there's definitely something going on in Marvel. They're probably more than just the cast wanting back, and I doubt this is over. I, this probably was a Disney decision, you know, beyond Marvel's hand, and I, I think we'll see something soon. Rather than that, he comes back, or Marvel at least, you know, puts out a statement. We'll see, but I think this is, I think there's some, definitely something's gonna happen because of the cast being so strong about the, about it. Uh, Jacob, what do you think? I I really like that the fact that they all came out together and supported James Gunn. In a way, they James Gunn, his Guardians, just a it really threw a lot of them into stardom. Like, they all had their things before Guardians, but this is what really made them, like, leading men and women in, in Hollywood, especially for, like, uh, Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan. This really, like, showed that they can handle it on their own in these movies. So the fact that they all showed their support, that they appreciate what they, he's done for them, and that they understand that they were they were terrible jokes, but the, it, he's changed in a way, and he's redeemed himself, essentially. And I, I really hope that it does end up that something comes from this uh, letter of them supporting him and that it's not just brushed under the rug in the end. Uh, Caleb, do you have any opinions on it? Yeah, so you guys have, you know, you guys have all basically said what we've all been thinking. We talked to death about this last week, so I guess I'll just piggyback off of this into the latest news to come out of this, which is a report from Variety saying that there's been a growing feeling that Gunn will be reinstated. Obviously, Marvel wasn't the one to make this decision. It wasn't Kevin Feige. It was the higher-ups at Disney. Bob Iger was the one that fired James Gunn. And with the production of Volume 3 supposed to happen soon, we would have expected more more of a statement from Disney by now about who they would be looking to replace him. But since there hasn't been that, there's these growing feelings and inside sources have told Variety that they're most likely looking to reinstate James Gunn. So none of this is concrete. This isn't 100% fact, so it should be taken with some grains of salt. But, you know, this is definitely good news for the people like us that think James Gunn deserves a second chance. What do you think about that, Jackson? Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that's been said. Uh, really, the most interesting part to me is, you know, we're in, we're in sort of unprecedented territories here. We're in a cast of an entire movie come out in support of someone who's been fired. I mean, this case in particular hasn't happened specifically before, but we've had directors fired constantly in the last few years, and you haven't seen this kind of outcry of support. And, you know, the names on this list, you know, Bradley Cooper of Vin Diesel, who, who don't exactly interact with the cast as much because they do the, the voiceover work, but it's honestly incredible, and I'm hoping that report from Variety comes to, comes to be true. I hope uh, Disney can come to their senses and realize that uh, most people wouldn't have been as upset about this situation as they made it out to be or they were trying to cover themselves so hopefully as we move forward in the next in the next few days we'll learn we'll learn at least something at least maybe they met they met with James or they're planning to meet with James so yeah I mean not much else to say uh, hopefully we're moving towards a positive situation anything else uh, you know what I think that's about it like I think I think we covered you, about it I think whether or not you like agree with what's been done i think you can you can you know notice that the cast obviously care for him and they want him back so that's probably should say something in terms of his you know his character rather than he should come back so i guess we can just leave it at that all right well let's let's 
keep the train moving, and we're going to go into some DC news from the week. This week, uh, I know Jacob has a very oh, yeah. interesting take, oh, on yeah. the, take on this piece of news. So um, if you've ever gone on the popular social media app Vero, which uh, you probably haven't heard of, uh, Zack Snyder, director of things such as Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Watchmen, he, he's a fan of that app. I know he, he might be an investor or something. He uses it frequently. Lives and uh, someone... Yeah, someone had uh, posted an image from Suicide Squad that had been released this week that was cut from the movie uh, where Batman was interacting with Harley Quinn and had mentioned that the Joker had taken something from him, obviously referencing the the, the Robin murder, which uh, was something that Snyder teased in Batman v Superman. And so someone uh, mentioned him in a comment, and then he revealed the fact that his dead Robin was, in fact, Dick Grayson and was not Jason Todd, as many people suspected. That got a visceral reaction out of many people on the internet, including one Jacob. Yep. So, Jacob, go right oh ahead. Oh, my God. I'm so, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay, so I just want to start this off real quick and say that I don't like Zack Snyder as a director at all, and I don't like Zack Snyder fans a lot. So let me just talk. Let me just get into this. I think that is the stupidest thing, like, ever to do. Do you know, like, how, like, how easy it is to just, like, it's a dead Robin. Who is it? Jason Todd. Literally, that's uh, it's so obvious. Everyone's like, that's Jason Todd. We can have a Red Hood movie later on. How cool is that going to be? But he's like, no, dude, it's Dick Grayson because I just want to mess up the entire DC universe. Like, literally, just, it's so dumb. It's such a dumb decision to do. It's like, and the fact, like, DC themselves said, we're going to have a Nightwing movie uh, down the line. How you have a Nightwing movie if Dick Grayson's apparently dead? What is it, Tim Drake? No, it's Damien. Damien's Nightwing or something. It's just such a dumb decision to do. Um, so I'm going to try and... Marcos, what do you think? Do you think it was dumb or smart or really dumb? What do you think? I don't think anyone... Re if you know the comics and you know these characters, you know that this this is a dumb choice. But there might be, you know, something to it. I think he's saying this. He, this was probably his original original idea because he wasn't going to build off of these movies. He was going to go on. He wasn't thinking about this universe. He was like, okay, this could be Dick Grayson. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to, you know, create this, create Justice League and whatever else he was going to do. Beyond that, like, it's, it's a bad idea. <laughs> and, you know, apparently he commented later on that it was going to be from him. It, it might have been Carrie, the yeah, the next Robin in the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, and my God, really? I, I oh, my that. God, that's yeah. even stupider. But you can tell. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's so Zach dumb. Zack Snyder's going to give Jacob it's an aneurysm. It's so dumb. It's not even, like, what really made me, like, the only good thing that came out of this is, one, like, I, I love DC so much. And, like, every time DC does something stupid, I'm like, come on, man, it's, like, it's not, it's not that hard. You have to, like, some of the greatest, most beloved superheroes in, like, pop culture. It's, like, it's like we set you up for a home run, and you're like, no, nah, dude, we're just gonna mess it all up. Like, it's so easy, but the the thing I hate the most about, like, the DC cult, like, uh, pop culture stuff is the fans. Like, DC can do the dumbest thing, and fans will be like, no, you just don't understand the symbolism, dude. The way he stood there... That's from, like, Leviticus something something. It's, like, this is the dumbest stuff. We're really mean, to your point, you know, Jacob, the only, thing, Jacob, that was, the only thing I was good about this was, like, when Zack Snyder's like, nah, dude, it's Dick Grayson. Like, diehard DC Zack Snyder fans are like, Zack, Zack, what are you doing? Stop it, Zack. Like, they, they'll defend literally every dumb decision he does. But he said it's Dick Grayson, and they're like, nah, Zack, Zack sit down. Stop it right now. Um, can't... All right, I'm going to say one oh, thing. I'll let Caleb go. Um... <laughs> I, I think you I think you're onto something, Jacob, in the point that uh, Zack Snyder has been pretty active on this app, and it stirred up some controversy from time to time. And I think he's stirring the pot a little bit with this one because he knows exactly what saying something like this 
is going to do. He knows every time he writes a comment on Vero, it's picked up by all every blog out there, including ours, because it's news. We picked up the story. It went crazy. People were out going out of their minds, and I agree. That's a ridiculous choice. It's an incredibly ridiculous choice, and obviously, moving forward, it'll probably be retconned, but the fact that that was his plan and that someone at DC allowed that plan or, or at least, like, indulged him in listening to this plan was incredibly insane. All right, Caleb, you go ahead. Yeah, I've had a, I've been trying to squeeze my thoughts in the past five minutes while Jacob has been ranting. I'm so sorry. Um, I got some strong opinions on this, not nearly as strong as Jacob's. Uh, for one, this brings back another problem I've had with Batman v Superman and just the current state of the DCU is that they started out with an older Batman and while that does bring about some good stories that just completely takes away from so many stories that you can make and like all these 30 years of history 20 years of history that they're just down the drain because you've just already said that he's an old Batman and all this stuff has happened so everything with Dick Grayson and Jason Todd we're not going to get to see at least that was the plan uh we're just not going to get to see that at least in this current present timeline and we'll probably have the nightwing movie if it does get made will probably be a prequel if this is true and uh and then on top of that you know this regardless of what Zack snyder intended it doesn't specifically say in the movie that it's dick grayson so warner brothers can do whatever they want with it now so it really doesn't matter i think people are making a little bit too big of a fuss out of this than they should be jacob wow and a third thing <laughs> In Suicide Squad, when they were doing all those weird character introductions, on Harley Quinn it said she was accomplice in the murder of Jason Todd. Is that right? I think it just said Robin. Actually, I, believe no, it I think it just Robin. said Robin. It might have been said Robin. Yeah, it was just a Robin. Uh, I can do some. Sure? I, can I thought do it was Jason some, I can do some quick yeah, research while you guys keep talking. We're going to throw in some more right, so I, Yeah, so I think it was Jason Todd. Uh, Jackson will find that in a jiffy, but... So if that, was, if that really is... They said she killed Jason Todd, her and the Joker, then... Then did the Joker kill two of Batman's Robins? And I don't know. That just seems like a bit bit much for this universe. Caleb, you just can't understand the symbolism of Zack Snyder's genius. I'm sorry. It's just on a whole other. All right, level. but one thing I will say in favor of Zack Snyder in this decision, as some fans have pointed out, that you know Batman is a murderer in Batman v Superman. That's pretty evident. And uh, in the comics, he said before that like Jason Todd, like his murder was you know just awful for batman but it it would have been way worse if it were dick grayson like that would have pushed him over the top if dick grayson were murdered and so in this universe if it really was dick grayson that was murdered by the joker then you know that's uh that that would be what pushes him over the top to start murdering people and not saying i agree with that but i would say that's a better motive than you know what was what we've been thinking so I, I, i got the answer here it does not say Jason Todd specifically. It does say All Robin. Right. So that's left yeah, up to keep, interpretation. Yeah. All right. So disregard what I said earlier, but you know, maybe there was a big plan. But honestly, at this point, the whole universe is in shambles. Might as well just restart it. So All we right. did that thing. I, right, I, back I, to you guys. I think we covered about everything for that. Um, we can jump into our next news. Uh, but first, I just want to say Watchmen is average. And also, so there was some news about the Batman that came out recently. Uh, it's supposedly going to be, it takes a little bit of influence from Batman Year One, and it's also going to play take place 15 to 20 years earlier than we've seen Batman thus far in the DC Universe. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Jackson, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, so let, let me preface it by saying there's been a slurry of people on the internet claiming that this is an origin story, 
the report made it very clear that it's not an origin story and that it'll take place a year or two into his run as Batman. Uh, we got a couple names thrown out there as potential people they met with, but no one concrete. Um, I'm interested in this kind of story. Um, I'm obviously interested in a younger Batman with the Robin or a younger Batman, you know, uh, with, with more stories to tell than the 40, 50 year old Ben Affleck trying to fight Superman. So uh, I'm interested. I'm very interested. But the, again, this takes, this takes where the DCEU isn't very canonical. It doesn't connect very much. And I guess that's where they're going for. It's just, it's a very complicated timeline. So you're going to have to show me something. I mean, we've heard a thousand things about the Batman and where it's going. We, we don't even know if it's still being, if it'll ever come out. I mean, we, we've heard a million things, but no, nothing that has, has pushed me in a direction that's like, okay, I'm ready for the Batman to come out. Uh, Marcos, what do you think? I think the most interesting thing about this is that it's not really an origin story. It's just going back, like, what, 15 to 20 years later when Batman was just young. He's pre almost in his prime, and he's just facing some of his first villains. I think this is going to be really interesting, especially, you know, with Matt Reeves on board. He's going to be able to do something that's his take. Whether or not it's set in the universe, I, I assume it will be. I don't think it'll matter at that point. I think it's just going to be more or less just his story, you know, whatever it is what he wants to tell. And I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good if everything goes smoothly. I believe I read in the report it could start filming next year. So you know we could actually be seeing this movie at some point. And I wouldn't be surprised if they actually you know cast a younger actor. We'll hear it this year, even if it's like in December. Uh, what do you think, Caleb? Um, I mean, yeah. If you guys probably couldn't tell, I've, I've previously stated twice now that. I'm not really on board with the decision of them having an older Batman, so I think this prequel type story is the best thing they can do. Um, you know, they don't really have to. They don't have to rely at all. It's kind of like Wonder Woman. They don't have to rely on the stuff that's already happened in the universe because all it has to do is lead up to how he becomes. They don't even have to show like everything. Uh, they can pretty much have free reign. You know, cast someone young like Army Hammer, or Jake Gyllenhaal. Not that not that that goes. Those guys are super young, but they're younger than Ben Affleck, and they're more of a they represent more of a batman in his prime which is what i really want to see keep it more contained you know you don't have to incorporate all these other heroes like superman because obviously he's not around yet wonder woman really isn't in the spotlight so it's really only supposed to be batman that's like really the only like hero vigilante in this universe so you know i think this that's the best thing they can do have him take down some small time villains maybe throw robin in there dick Grayson or nightwing uh i wouldn't show them killing him because that might enrage some fans but yeah, that, that's what I think about it. All right, I mean, not, I mean, I mean, not much else to say on the Batman. Uh, the report, there was a lot there, but it wasn't. It's still not concrete WB news. We didn't get anything out of Comic Con. Uh, something else that did surface this week, Batman related. Uh, we heard that uh, Warner Brothers is looking for a Kristen Stewart prototype. That's a quote. Uh, I don't know exactly what that terminology means, but they're looking for someone that's either Kristen Stewart or somewhat similar to Kristen Stewart to take on the role of Batgirl. Uh, that also got a very strong reaction out of fans this week, so Caleb, why don't you start off with that one? Um, I mean, Kristen Stewart's fine, I guess. She's not, she doesn't have the same hair color as Batgirl, but, you know, I don't really have a huge take on this. Some people hate Kristen Stewart, um... She, she certainly has the look, I would say, and they didn't say that they want her specifically. Probably someone that acts a little like her. I think someone with a little more charisma is needed to play Batgirl. Um, I mean, they can always dye their hair. Uh, some people are mad about this. I don't really mind. Uh, it's not a huge deal to me. What do you think, Jacob? Uh, for me, I would. I, 
I'm not so sure about the Kristen Stewart casting. Like, I know, like, it, I don't think they're looking for her directly or a prototype. With her, or, like, people that are like her, she doesn't do great in, like, big budget, like, these kinds of movies that we need in the DC Universe. She does more with, like, the, the indie kind of feel when you want uh, films. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm not so sure about it. I'm not fully on board. I need to hear more and hear more about the background movie before I can sign on to that. Uh, Marcus, do you have any opinions? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, Kristen Story, she isn't the greatest actress, but at the same time, I think she's fine. And in terms of what they're, you know, who they're looking for, I think that's pretty, you know, on point. You know, of course, she just doesn't have the red hair, but other than that, I think she she's fine. And if they get someone similar, that works too. I think it just depends, you know, the route they're going for with the story. Are they going young? Are they going, you know, in the high school age? Or are they going a little uh, older than that? We'll see. I don't think there's really else much to say. All right, so, I mean, uh, we're all pretty on the same page. There's not really too much to talk about Batgirl. Um, so let's move into some actually really big news. Um, it's really kind of business technical, but the fact that this week the Fox shareholders did approve Disney's $71 billion acquisition of their company. So we're moving forward with uh, the rights to, uh, you know, Fantastic Four and X-Men and the rest of Fox Studios heading over to Disney. Uh, so... Marcos, let's start with you. What do you what do you take? Where Jesus Christ? What's your take from this? Obviously, this is a big monopoly, and Disney is going to be owning pretty much the world. Uh, my house is. I think I'm going to put some Mickey Mouse signs. Um, it's all done. I'm going to turn on the TV, and it's all going to be Mickey good, Mouse. Yeah. Okay, but honestly, you know, it's going to be interesting. They're going to be owning a lot of 20th Century Fox, I and mean, you know, 21st Century Fox, and everything under it. But I think in terms of what we're going to be getting out of it in terms of films, I think it's going to remain mostly the same. Other than, you know, the Fox Marvel movies. I think they're done after, if I guess, you know, if X-Men Dark Phoenix and X-Men New Mutants roll through, I think the last one would probably be the Deadpool 3 or the X-Force. And after that, they'll probably do what, you know, do what they want. And I don't think they're going to be changing, like, extremely how they make movies. Or, you know, you're, I don't think you're still going to get movies like Avatar, get movies like maybe Kingsman rated R movies. I don't think they're going to go, I don't think they bought Fox to change it. I think they bought Fox because they knew potential it has and what you know they're bringing up right now uh Kayla what do you think yeah just to piggyback up what you were just saying I mean people are like oh we're not gonna get all these great movies that Fox produces that are more diverse um I mean people think Disney bought Fox just for the X-Men characters and that's just really dumb you don't put they're not worth 70 billion dollars but like they bought Fox because they know they're a profitable they have a lot of profitable franchises, and th while there's no reason for them to change that. That's why they bought them, because they're good the way they are. And I also hate people saying, like, oh, goodbye, socially relevant X-Men movies. It's like, first of all, uh, they're probably not as socially relevant as you think. The first trilogy was pretty relevant, but they've just become more mainstream as, as the years have gone by. And plus, we have X-Men Origins and The Last Stand and Dark... Or not Dark Phoenix, probably, but... Uh, apocalypse like those aren't socially relevant films by any means you can't use those as examples and plus marvel has made black panther like one of the most socially relevant superhero movies in the last decade and to it'd be stupid to assume that they wouldn't continue that trend with the x-men which is like one of the most socially relevant you know comic comic book franchises in in comics and in movies so yeah like i said they didn't buy them to change it they bought them to keep the legacy going that they've already had and continue to uh you know make make the great content 
What do you guys think about that, Jacob Jackson? Um, I'll take this one real quick. I, I'm really excited about the deal, honestly. I, I feel like we're going to get a lot of great films out of this, and I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed. It's like everyone has like the, the copy-pasta buzzwords on Twitter. They're like, this is just a monopoly. It's not okay that Disney's taking over Fox. But they were like fully in favor of Comcast taking over Fox, even though that's a bigger monopoly uh, than, than Disney name, is. Name one movie Comcast has made. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what are they going to do with it? We're going to take all of these properties and not touch them. You want my TV provider making <laughs> X-Men movies? Oh my no. God. Straight to Comcast, Dark Phoenix. You guys, you heard it Dude, here first. Half the time, my Xfinity Comcast shuts end. down and I can't use it. Wait, I'm actually going to correct that. Comcast owns Universal Pictures. So, like, they have Fast and Furious. All right, so we're going to cut out Marcos being a nerd, and we're going to talk about how <laughs> TiVo is going to have the Dark Phoenix on it on the live streaming service. Okay, okay. They've made co- okay they own Universal. Okay, they made some fantastic movies, like The, uh, the, the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Um, how about Fast and Furious, you bastards? All we were saying, we said, so we said good. good movies, Jackson. I'm sorry. All of them. All of them, except Too Fast, Too Furious. Every single one of them is an iconic movie. Well, I think you're too stupid, too dumb to be talking right now. Uh, so I have seen half of the, oh. those movies. It was such a I've, I've half- seen half of one Fast What have you not movie. seen? What have you not seen? Me? Yeah. I saw six and I fell asleep. Wow. All right, six is not six is the probably the least I of the think last Fast four. Fast Five is peak. But I'll tell you, Fast Five like, is peak. But that doesn't you don't. You're, seven the is rest good. Are fine. One is good. Tokyo Drift is weird, but it's pretty Dude, good. a minute ago you said they were all great, and now you're just like, okay, that one's not the best. Okay, it's it's like, kind of weird, it's fine. And they're like, we'll be like, okay, 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 since you bring it up, that's not the greatest, but... Like, okay, Jackson. Didn't Universal also make the Jurassic World movies? Yeah, exactly. Boo. Boo them. Imagine if they were making our X-Men movies. Those are so socially relevant. Timeless. Do you want X-Men with weird cloning? I don't think so. Because that's weird, and we don't need it in any subplots. Actually, okay. that's probably pretty spot on, X-Men. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> no, whatever. All right. It was weird. Jackson, Fallen Jackson's Kingdom wasn't good. That. Okay, fine. we're gonna. I'm gonna sum this up. Okay, wait. wait. If well, you are angry that they wait, wait, t- wait, I do have one more thing. I do have one more thing to add about this deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably the last thing we need to talk about is it hasn't been confirmed, but basically the word on the street is they will be recasting all the X-Men characters except for Deadpool. Obviously, so, you know, you can't. I want to, he, he's their hottest commodity I, right now. I think it'd be stupid to recast. I want to personally this. apologize to Alexandra Ship. <laughs> um, uh, we have an opening here at Super Bros for writers. If if you're interested, um, I apologize, but uh, you're, you're not going to be Storm, and I'm sorry. I think we should talk about that. I actually Time to move on. some more word on the street that they are recasting Deadpool with Danny DeVito in the role. I'm fully in favor. I think he's going to do it. Is that exclusive? Ex- is that exclusive? It is. It is actually exclusive on the podcast. I think it would work better as Magneto. It's an exclusive. That's the. That's actually the title of this podcast. By I the think way. that's Wolverine. I don't know why you guys think anything else, but it should be Wolverine. Dude, actually, they're combining the two. He's going to be Deadpool and Wolverine, but it's just going to be uh, one sword that comes out of each arm. That's how they're going to do it. So basically, it's actually yeah, wouldn't that be great? Been Origins Deadpool. Yeah, they're. Is he going to play? Is he going to play all the X Men? Yes, he has the powers of Cyclops as well. Wait, so he's Deadpool from the Deadpool movie from X Men? Exactly. Origins? Yes, that's what they're going for. Oh, right, exactly. right. That's what they're, they're making that's socially what relevant and thought-provoking films like Fox did. That's what's going to happen. Okay, enough of this nonsense. We're. I need to roast questions. these people more, Jackson. <laughs> Can we please? We're getting into Twitter questions. No, no, let's keep going. And we're going to kick off with Caleb's. Caleb asked a good question. Um, hey. Have we have we all seen Mission Impossible? Jacob, did you? I see haven't. It? I'll see it later. I don't care if you spoil me. Idiot. Okay, no spoilers. We're not going to spoil things because the movie's only been out a few days. But Caleb did ask what our thoughts on Mission Impossible. So Caleb, you asked, 
What are your thoughts oh, on Mission Impossible? This is a great question. I love our fan base more than any fan base in the world. We're just the best. Humble. We have the greatest questions. Very humble. Um, yeah, this movie was sick. It was nuts with a capital nuts. And <laughs> and it was just with a so Z. cool. And, you know, that's, that's it's honestly like... <laughs> no, we're keeping that. It was like top... I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I definitely debate, debated putting it at my number one slot right now Infinity War has that but it's definitely top three for me and this franchise just keeps getting better like the last three including this one have just all topped the previous ones and it's just what this franchise has accomplished is just incredible and Tom Cruise say what you will about him you know Scientology weirdness you know the guy the guy gets his shit done and whatever he has to do to get it done to jump out of a helicopter to fly an airplane or a helicopter fly a helicopter into Henry Cavill's face that doesn't actually happen that's not a spoiler but he he, he goes to the limits I mean, more or less that kind of does happen we, we need we need more people like Tom Cruise making movies and I don't know this movie uh, we can talk about Christopher McQuarrie the director uh, he's great writer and great director uh, great with practical effects obviously and he has brought up that he would like to make a Superman or Green Lantern movie uh, if he gets a great story, and I would be so down for that. He's incredible, and if he makes Green Lantern, maybe put Tom Cruise in there as an aged um, Hal Jordan. I think Marcos brought that up, or maybe yeah, Jackson. Yeah, that was me on Twitter. You can and follow me at BizGamer9. And yeah, I, a, I said he should definitely... Plugs, plugs, plugs. Oh well, yeah, but that's going to be a plug right there. Okay, I, I think he's like the perfect director for Green Lantern. Anyways, to the movie. I saw it like last week. I think this is great. It's a great time in the theater. Just, the action was insane. Like it's better than most action movies in the past, you know, decade or so, including the last Mission Impossible movies. And I, th- I personally like it better than Rogue Nation. Uh, you know, the story is it's a little weird sometimes. It's a little convoluted, but it's still like you can still follow it. It's still fun, but I th- and it still has heart. Like it's you can tell. I'm not, you know what I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's you know Ethan Hunt is still a good character. And I think they do such a great job of like you being invested in him because he is a good person and they show that throughout the movie and his team his team's a little bit smaller than the last time but i think it works way better you get to know the characters a little bit more and yeah it's just it was just fun and like my whole family loved it it was just it was yeah this movie too. was bonkers like in the best possible way every time you thought it was gonna nuts. go one way it went it, it nuts capital nuts it was it's something I haven't seen in a movie in a long time. I love Rogue Nation, but this this blew Rogue Nation out of the water. This was something like I didn't expect this kind of level of intensity. You know, edge of your seat, le- like legitimately from start to finish. I don't know how they're gonna top this one. This was this is this is in my top three movies of the year as well. It it uh, there's a few a couple issues I had here and there, but there weren't any major like issues I had with it at all. It it really like personifies what I think Tom Cruise does as an actor. He, he took it to another level, and he just does not stop. And I mean, there were three action sequences in this one that I think were better than anything in Rogue Nation. And, you know, Rogue Nation was awesome, but this this was just something else. And I think, you know, this is not a spoiler. I think this is, like, the, you know, the most important question. Was Henry Cavill's mustache here in this movie worth it? Yes, For absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Now, ten- no, seeing his mustache in all glorious IMAX, uh, it was just... I can understand where... Uh, where the Mission Impossible team was coming from when they were putting their foot down and said, you cannot shave Henry Cavill's beautiful face for Justice League, your, your shitty movie. No, he's keeping it, and it was worth every second of it. Okay, so I'm going to see this movie later. I'm so excited right now. 
after you guys have described it. You've been in the chat this like whole week talking about it, and I was all excited. Now I'm like, I'm I want to go see it tonight. But I haven't seen it, but I have seen Teen Titans Go, guys. So if we just want to get into that talk right now and discuss it, you guys, do you guys? Uh, no? I didn't see anybody ask that on no. Twitter. I mean, Twitter. We can just go to the okay, next. That's, that's, next. that's fine too. <laughs> that's that's fine. All right, here we got a question. We got a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this one. Um, from So Rob on Twitter, he asked, "You guys think Venom will become a part of the MCU if it does well?" I'm gonna take this because I'm gonna talk about the trailer that dropped today, this morning. Um, I have a pretty strong reaction. Um, it was utter trash, and we don't need to talk... Like It, it doesn't even deserve this time, but I'm going to give it to it because it was so bad. Uh, throughout the entire trailer, I can't understand what Tom Hardy is saying. I can't understand what Venom <laughs> is saying. They have some weird, weird way of talking. Um, I'm going to rip off your arms and legs, <laughs> and then you're going to be walking around like the guy from Monty Python. <laughs> and he was talking about turds in the wind. And I'm like, what? That is an iconic what line. Is this movie? That's iconic right there. It looks, it looks like it came on the heels of Daredevil. It looks... <laughs> it, 2003 Daredevil, not Netflix Daredevil. He wishes it could be compared to Daredevil on Netflix. It, it just looks bad. It looks so basic in the story. Bad government agencies here to take over the world by saving people, by by like putting symbiotes inside of them for some reason, whatever Riz Ahmed is doing in that movie. what I can't understand a word Tom Hardy is saying. Like, what does that say about the movie? Like, he's just talking gibberish, and then he ends up with the symbiote, just starts eating people. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't look good. It hasn't looked good once. Someone take this away from me. I'll take over. I'll take over. This was your Zack Snyder rant. Don't worry. Um, I, I I think it's good you brought up the fact that we can't understand him. It raises a very important issue that Hollywood has actually typecast Tom Hardy in this role of un, uh, you can't of, of characters that you can't understand. We saw him in as Bane. He covers it, face. He covers his face. You can understand him as Bane. I feel like what the people that are making Venom. They said we need an actor, and in Dunkirk, you couldn't exactly. understand him. They, in that. they said we need an actor that you can't understand at all, and they said, "Oh my God, Tom Hardy is the perfect actor." And I feel—is this on purpose though? Do they not want us to understand him because the dialogue is so bad? Like, is that what Probably. it is? We're not supposed it's to understand. You're supposed words. to look at him and be like, "Oh my God, dude, that's so badass, dude, that's dope." You just Marvel, hear, what you never... hear like other people in the theater kind of like laugh and you're like, "Oh," and you're just like, you kind of go along with it because you can't understand. Are you guys gonna watch uh, Venom subbed or dubbed? That's the real question here. Because we can't understand yeah, I anything. Need, I might need to wait to get it on subtitles to try to understand what he's saying. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. What are turds in the wind? What is he talking about? <laughs> I don't understand it. He, talking about eating pancreases. <laughs> it, 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 what What is it? Like, I don't I don't know who this is for was, other than, Was like, this what it was like when people. I was ranting? My God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was much worse when you were ranting. Okay, wow. okay. You didn't stop. You my didn't turn, stop. my turn. All right. Okay, my so... <laughs> I feel like we're beating Vince <laughs> in the pile. My turn. Just no. in the wait, wait, okay. We're just kicking Tom Hardy around. Okay, I'm going to say something crazy here. I actually like the trailer. All oh, right, boot. wait, wait. Just a second. Wait, we're second. See, I had my headphones on while I was listening to it, so, like, I knew what was going on. Anyways. Uh, oh, Marcos is room. just so what intelligent. Did it make? I think it's 50. It looks 50-50 like it was... You know, made in 2005, but on the other hand, you like, I, I was watching, you know, the Venom scenes and the action. It does look pretty fresh, looks cool. Of course, Spider-Man's on it, who cares? Well, you know, by now, it's not even a point. Sony's just trying to make money. But I, I think it's going to be enjoyable. It looks fun. I, I, think, I like the Venom scenes. I like the, the very last clip. Uh, you know, I, at the very least, I think Venom's going to be a standout. I will, I will, okay, I'll, I'll talk about some positives really quick because we just beat the crap out of it. Um, I think Venom looks cool. And the way he ran, he ran in that one scene was pretty nifty. 
Uh, that's about it. Caleb, what do you have any opinions? Um, I'll just say, like, first Venom trailer, I was like, and eh, no, I don't, I'm not on board with this. Second trailer, I was like, hey, this actually looks pretty good. Maybe they don't, they don't need Spider Man. Now, third trailer, I'm like back to my original opinion. I'm like, what, what the hell is this? Why are they making this? And if we're gonna, if to get back to the original question we had, which was, uh, if we ever think Venom will be part of the MCU, if it does well, well, one, if it does well. We know Sony's not going to hand it back over to Marvel because they're trying to make this whole universe out of it. So I'd say there's no way it goes to the MCU if it does well. If it doesn't do well, Marvel's going to be like, we're not taking this shit show of a movie. We're not bringing it over to our our franchise. We're going to make our own Venom do it right. You know, use Spider-Man instead of that whole... You know, I'm, I'm just really mad that Sony basically took Venom for themselves instead of allowing it to be incorporated in the MCU because that would be so cool with Tom Holland Venom. They could have set it up perfectly Infinity War where... He's in space and he gets the symbiote on him and then he goes back home in the sequel and, you know, that's when, like, the, they have the Venom storyline. Like, they could have done it so well and, like, I know that it would be so great in the MCU, but no, Sony just has to take all the best characters and just do their own thing and just ruin it like they always do. Ugh, I hate Sony. So I don't want this, I don't want Tom Hardy anywhere near my MCU. I don't want him touching Tom Holland. I don't want him looking at Tom Holland. I don't want, like, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't want. I don't even want to think about it. It doesn't deserve my thinking. So, like, I'm really glad no, we all loved absolutely it. Absolutely not. Uh, you know what? Next question. That was a, that was a great question, though. Let's move on, guys. Oh, right, Colin Stetzner on Twitter also asked, "Why am I not excited for Venom?" And I because think Jackson answered his question because it's horrible. Quite well. Jackson. He'll all elaborate. Right. But let's go to a, let's go to a lighter question. Tanner on Twitter asked, "Who are some Marvel characters you would like to see in the MCU that have not been introduced yet?" So let's go through the panel. Jacob, do you have one in mind? Ooh, a character I would love to see in the MCU. In the, the MCU. Hmm. Um, I'd love to see actually uh, Nova. I think it'd be great to see Nova in the MCU. He's always a character I've always kind of, he's he's not one that I've always I was always a fan of, but I've grown to like him more and more. And I'd love to see him interact with a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it, it's set up perfectly since we the Nova Corps was uh, assumingly destroyed by Thanos. Maybe we see uh, Nova as like the last of the officers trying to protect this the the uh, galaxy. But um, that's why I would like to see Marcos. What about you? You know what? I'm gonna piggyback off what Jacob said. I think Nova's. I think it's the logical logical choice after, especially in Infinity War. The I forgot what the planet was called, but you know, the Nova Corps they introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it was it was destroyed that planet. I forgot what it was called. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I knew that. I knew that. Uh, that you know that planet was destroyed, and that can easily tra- transition to the original Nova Corps and introduce Nova, which whichever you know Nova it is, Richard Ryder or the younger guy, I forgot. Well, let me ask you this: What about for you two guys that ask Nova? Would you be opposed to John C. Riley being Nova? Yes. <laughs> yep. Nope. Uh, you know, I think. What's going on here? I'm for it. You know what? I think he's like the top choice. Second choice, Danny DeVito. Like the third oh, choice. Yes. Who touched yeah. my drumstick? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Guys. All right, Caleb, you go no, ahead. Jack, uh, Caleb's um, something. Not John C. Riley. Yeah. Will Ferrell interacts with John you know C. Riley. Oh my god. We just yeah, you know, Will Ferrell out. shows up. He goes, Your planet got destroyed. I've been sent here to fix all the shit shambles. And then John C. Riley's like, Oh, yeah, I was under control. What are you talking about? So, and then Will guys, we need to get Kevin on the phone so right now and sell him this movie. Stepbrothers in space. Are you telling me that they find out that their parents marry each other and they're like, oh, come guys, on. Guys, we're on to something right now. 
You're telling me Step Brothers was an MCU movie? Yes. Yes. Step. Wait. Uh, Step Brothers okay. part of the MCU confirmed? Oh my god, guys, this is perfect. We're so smart. Okay. My, okay. I'm gonna be quick. My answer is Silver Surfer. I want to see Silver Surfer. I yeah, think that'd be cool. Good. All right. Yeah. I'll just piggyback off that. Uh, obviously, any now that Marvel has the Fox rights, they can use any X Men character. Um, but out of all those, I'm just really excited to see Deadpool because I think it would be. He's obviously R-rated characters, but they're not gonna make the Avengers or Spider-Man R-rated just to put him in there. So I think it would be really funny of him mentioning that in the movie, like talking about how like he's not allowed to cuss and maybe they bleep out his, his cuss words and you know how he has to be more family friendly for these uh, kitty Avengers movies. I think that would be really funny. And then also a character that hasn't been introduced yet, but they have set up is Adam Warlock. Oh my God. That'd be uh, so hopefully. Funny. Yeah. Ho- hopefully if James Gunn does get reinstated, he will, He's pretty sure he's teased pretty heavily that he will be a main part of Volume 3. So hopefully that that's something we'll see pretty soon. If James Gunn isn't attached to that, then there's no telling. They might just drop it entirely. It's same with like the entire cosmic side of the MCU that they said James Gunn was going to set up. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. All right, we'll keep moving on. Uh, our own Mark Tan, writer for us, uh, asked, uh, I guess Caleb's probably most equipped to answer this question. Any thoughts on the Infinity War home release ditching the IMAX aspect ratio? Yeah, um, I'm kind of I'm not really happy about that. I think Infinity War was obviously the first movie to be shot entirely in IMAX, so meaning that extra 26% more screen is on it the entire movie. There's no ratio changes, which was amazing seeing in an IMAX theater and it's definitely way better like you can definitely notice it when you watch it in a standard format and that not being on the home release was a huge disappointment for appointment for me I have a 4k TV I'm obviously getting in 4k and not having that extra bit of the movie that it was made and it like the Russo brothers said like they chose to shoot it in IMAX so they could because Thanos is such a huge character and there's so much going on in this movie that they wanted to fit it all on the screen and watching without that extra 13% on top and bottom that just feels like I don't know like we're missing out like we're just missing on a big chunk of the movie I don't know, I'm pretty I'm pretty mad about that I don't, I don't know if you guys have as passionate of opinions as I do anybody else? I well I I'm not too upset about because I didn't see Infinity War IMAX my love of my oh, love my I was so oh, dude I really wanted out. to my theater didn't have it it was never available I was so upset about it so seeing it now I won't be as upset if I had seen it in IMAX, so I'm. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You're missing. I know. It. I, I know. I did. It, it was incredible. Yeah. I saw. It, I think twice in IMAX. Thank you, Jackson, for rubbing it in. That was great. Yeah, of course. I really thought that of felt course. good. All right. Marcos, do you have anything uh, you want to I also question? didn't see it in IMAX, so I won't even know the difference. Oh. Boom. You want to bully him too, Mark Jackson? <laughs> okay, we're gonna go to the next question then. Uh, Jonah B on Twitter. Uh, we've covered this a little bit, but we can get a quick, quick thing on it. Uh, he asked, how do you guys think they're planning on bringing Ant-Man back? Of course, Ant-Man was st- stuck in the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Spoiler alert. So, um, Jacob, how's I, it going? Okay, so um, I'm not sure if, if everyone has seen this, but when the original Ant-Man came out, there was a promotional video where it was him and Michael Douglas repeatedly <laughs> saying ants. Yes. And, ha- yes, and hand-boning. Hand-boning, if you're not sure what that is. It was, you've seen regular show, you know what hand-boning is. Okay. Exactly. Hand-boning in the background right now. So, um... I, want, I feel like what's going to happen is Paul Rudd will be stuck in the quantum realm for a little bit. He's going to get bored. He wants to entertain himself. So he's going to hand bone and say ants repeatedly until he escapes the quantum until, realm. That's what's going to happen. Until Michael Douglas. Yes. Oh, okay. Until okay. they rescue him. They're going to hear him hand boning okay. in the ants. 
I'm like, oh my god, we need this guy on the team. All right, I like this. I mm -hmm. like this. Marcos, give me your craziest theory on how he gets out. I, I, I don't know, man. I think he's just going to randomly pop up, and then he has to explain where he is. He could pop up in the past. I think there's a possibility he either pops up in the I'm past. I'm trying to be funny here. Marcus, funny. There, if there's not hand boating, I don't want to. Okay? Because I don't know, like, how else would he, like, leave. Hand boating? You know what? You know what? I think that's the only way. Handboating. Uh, uh, Avengers. Caleb, do you, hand do you have a crazy theory? Guys, Avengers. Handboating. Uh, hand um, I think like this. So on that like warehouse, whatever rooftop they were on, I think like this ominous figure appears from space, and they walk up to it slowly. You don't see their face. They press the button, and Ant Man comes out. He goes, "Oh, thanks, thanks for retrieving me. I've been in there for twenty years." And then. And then you, you pan over. You think it's going to be like Captain Marvel or someone. It's John C. Riley. He's nobody. He goes, oh, I was just walking by. I saw your machine. I just, the planet got destroyed. I just want to help you stop Thanos. See, Marcos, that's and a then, good answer. Yeah, that's a better answer. And they team up. And they themselves stop Thanos without the help of Robert Downey Jr. or anyone. That was the one outcome that Doctor Strange saw that they could defeat Thanos. I think. What a perfect so, answer. Dude, what how a perfect are we not answer. working at Marvel right now? All right, um, you got it, Jackson. We, we got a we got a few questions here from uh, Colin. Um, let's see, what's a, what's an actual good one? Oh. Saw the one, the last question. What's answer. the best best part of Infinity War? Let's throw that out Ooh. there. It just came out on digital today, so let's it's topical. So, Bring me uh, tacos. That's getting cut. Okay, Marcos, why don't you go ahead? Uh, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna Caleb. wait until you know the Blu-ray comes out. But I do, I do hear like the special features on the uh, digital version. It's, it's I did. Insane. I watched them today. They are incredible. Yeah, like I really want to. It's like a, what director's commentary. The director's yeah. roundtable is a great watch. Half an hour. It's totally worth All it. Right. Yeah, Who, who's like, on the table? Um, we got who? Favreau, Kugler, Gunn. Oh, it's like a Peyton bunch of directors. Reed, Peyton Reed, Ta Taika, uh, both the Russos, and uh, Joss Whedon is there, which I was surprised. Wait, I didn't know it was like all those directors. That's all sick. of them for half that's, an hour sitting uh, that's around, amazing. shooting the shit about the universe. Is, is James Gunn there? He is there. He is. Um, it was. It's. It was sad to watch, but he's. I. I feel like after today, I'm feeling better about him coming back. So it was a little easier to watch than it might have been a week ago. So it. It's completely worth the watch. When you guys get your DVDs, give it. A, you know, give it a go. Said they included uh, John Favreau in there. I didn't think they would because I thought they were going to go with more like the. The Phase Three directors. I, I'm glad they included him. He's well, yeah. I didn't think Whedon was going to be there no, anyway. They, they, you know, he's he's had his issues with them. They pretty much they started the MCU. They're what made it what it is today. So I like that they included them. It's good. I mean, he was supposed to be in Infinity War at Happy, but I think they cut yeah, it. Is that, is that scene? Yeah, on I think that? it's one of the it's one of the deleted scenes. I believe I didn't catch all the deleted scenes yet, but I think I saw an article that had mentioned that he was in it. Cool. What are what are the deleted scenes? Do we know? Um, I there's don't. one of Gamora as. A member of the Black Order, like she had I think armor on. I saw on. that on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like I think Thanos using the Reality Stone to show her like what how she used to be happy or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we don't really need to say our favorite parts in Infinity War. Every we, part. We've already parts, talked dude. about that. It, I mean, it's any part with Thanos. Thor. It's bringing yeah, Thanos. That's the best any part, part with Thanos. Any part with Iron Man. Yeah. Thor mm -hmm. entering um, uh, Wakanda. Yes, yeah. that that's so absolutely that's the best scene in the movie. Uh, Marcos's sister asked a good question. He said, "She said, uh, do you think Fury's transmission to Captain Marvel meant she was in space at the moment? So is she in space? I think so. I... so you see, the question really boils down to: Is she in space, or is she in the '90s, trapped there? Because those have pretty much been the the two like 
theories. Or also she's, that like, she's, she's trapped in the, in the grunge 1990s and can't get out and time yeah. doesn't move. Okay. So basically, what do you, where do you guys think that she is I, She is right I, now? I, I think it's a combination of both, actually. She's in space, but she's perpetually trapped in the 90s. She only talks about the 90s. She's like one of those people on Twitter that says, like, if you're a 90s kid or something like that. That's essentially mm-hmm. what, she, what, what she's experienced right now. She's in our current timeline, but she still feels like it's the 90s. She listens to 90s music. Oh, oh so, she, yes. so she's just chilling. Exactly, yes. But she can't, it's like she's been attacked by the 1990s. It's, yes, yes. She's, so she's, uh, it hasn't caught up to she's her. She's sitting back, she's watching happened. like old Cartoon Network type TV. Like, she's watching Playing with Tamagotchis. Yeah, yeah, she's watching Drake and Josh right now. She's living her life, dude. She's just, you know, she's doing what she does. In space. Okay, well, gotcha. I need to go. I need to go where she is because right. uh, today isn't as good as it used yeah. to be. That's what she says all the time. The only '90s kids will remember. So that's that's her. That's her catchphrase, actually. Gotcha. That's uh. Okay. Uh, JB asked a good question. He says, "Between Jacob and myself, meaning me, Jackson, who's the more dedicated writer?" Um, I have a fair. I'm gonna answer fairly. Okay. I think we're both great writers. Okay, we both have different assets that we bring to the table. Um, I'm not a real sports guy, but I'm going to use a baseball analogy. If we each had a baseball card, mine would be comparable to Babe Ruth, and yours would be comparable to, I don't know, a lot of baseball players, so like a bad player. Michael Jordan. A bad Jordan. player, essentially. Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, so you're Babe Ruth, and then I'm a bad player. Yeah. Okay. You're Michael Jordan. Yeah, you're Michael Jordan. That's a good one. There we go. I'm Michael Jordan, the baseball yes, player? Yes, baseball player. Yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I think that's, I think that's a bad assessment, because I think... Um, Jacob wouldn't have any clicks if Lego didn't exist, so I don't think that that's a fair assessment. As as I myself, who built this site single handedly by myself, nobody else helped me. In a cave with a box okay. of scraps. <laughs> In a cave with a box of scraps. It's funny. Actually, that whenever you guys are done fighting, I actually have a really good uh, question I want to bring up. Okay, he's an actual we, question. Are, Put it to we, me. The answer. Are we done to me. fighting, Jackson? I'm never done fighting with you, but we can. Ask okay, you. All right, so right. I here's a question. Ask a question. Yeah, so someone was on Instagram was talking about how smart uh, Shuri is and how she's so much smarter than Iron I'm Man. So glad. And yeah, and I was like, yeah, Shuri's smart. There's no denying that. But she's also had the most technological driven society, the highest technological advancements in the entire history of the world at her side. And I said, I'd like to see what she could do in a cave with a box of scraps, Ooh. like Iron Man did. So, who's the smarter one? Shuri with the, the the entire vastness of technology at her fingertips or Tony Stark in a cave with a box of scraps. Okay, I think what's fair is, is okay, are they both stuck in a cave? Yeah, okay, yeah, they're both stuck in okay, a cave. Okay, is she stuck in a vibranium cave? No, it's, they're both no. stuck in the, the, the original with, cave. With Yinsen? Yes, with Yinsen. They, 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 they each have a Yinsen? They both have, okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, Shuri has Yinsen a female Yinsen. Okay. Oh, a female Yinsen, okay, that might be helpful. I don't know, does that change the situation? We gotta keep this the same. Hmm. Well, I think it's a different. What? Because what, Shuri would not build an Iron Man suit. I think that'd be foolish. She'd build like uh, hand blasters or something. She would. She would build like a or a teleportation device. Honestly. But she has a box of scraps. What's in? What's in the box of scraps? Is it vibranium? Um. All right. They each get a box of scraps, but they're different boxes of scraps. Mm. Okay. Where's like, John sorry. C. Riley play into this? I think that's. If he's not guy. here, I don't know. He's the. He's the. He's the game master. He is okay. They recast yeah, Jeff the one that's screwing around that John C. Riley. I like that. Right, so they each get a box of scraps, like a mystery okay. box, and like Tony Stark might get some of that like nuke 
metal that he used to make his arc reactor. Uh, maybe he gets some like repulsor blast. Maybe he gets vibranium. Who knows? And she gets, but she gets the same thing. All right, yeah, they both get the same box okay. of scraps. Okay. I see you get. They get one ounce of vibranium and oh, whatever sure other wins. whatever sure other nuke she, stuff. She, she I think if vibranium, vibranium is in, if vibranium is in play, Sherry wins because she knows what to do with I, it. I don't think Tony Stark would Yeah, I don't think we it. have, we can use vibranium in this situation. It has to be just a basic box okay. of scraps. It's nothing. Like okay, a, like a person to person, I'm going to pick Shuri. That's just me. You do, all right, who, all right, basically, who do you think is smarter? I want to pick Robert, I want to, I was about to say Robert Downey Jr., which is the same thing. Um, I want to say Iron Man. Because I think his hubris, his hubris is too much for the situation. I, uh, well, won, wait, hold up, hold yes, up. But... Are we saying like current day Iron Man against current day Shuri? Because you're starting to you're sound, making it sound like it's like old Iron Man. Because like current Iron Man, he's done. He made a suit that's better than Black Panther's for Infinity War. You can't try and tell me Black Panther's suit is better than. Iron Man's in Infinity it's not the same, War. It's not the same type of suit. Jackson, I want you to say that. I want you to try and say it's better. They're they're not comparable. They're apples. They're and both suits. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, but if, if Shuri really wanted to make the best suit for Black Panther, she would have made a cool Iron Man suit. Exactly. Okay, but he's, no, but he's obviously he's obviously with tradition, and he wants to Yo, keep Jack, the Jackson, generic Black Jackson. Panther suit. That's why. Well, yeah, and his tradition. Did you guys the, watch Black Panther the best fly? movie of the can year? His suit fly. All right, but he doesn't need to fly. He doesn't want to fly. He wanted to fly. He doesn't want to fly. Yeah, doesn't want to fly. All the all the heroes that don't fly that could fly. Every single one of them. I think if you gave Captain America a jetpack, he'd use it. I don't. You know what? You know Iron Man's technology. I'd say is like pretty far superior. Like with what he's accomplished, what uh, Wakanda has accomplished with the vibranium. Like if Tony Stark had vibranium, or he was born in Wakanda, and he had the lab that Shuri has, I think he would make way cooler stuff like she made like some wrist gauntlets that shot like beams but the truth is is that she didn't so you, you know she what what yeah, make a cooler I'm... suit oh here marcos you know Marcos. What? i'm to gonna say sherry in. just to give this like you know 50 50 all around the table uh i think with the bo- boxer straps i think tony stark may win but sherry sherry you know she's smart so i think since she she's also younger she might be able to get more out of her box of scraps depending on what true. she's making that's true she has she has much more potential exactly i, I doubt it i doubt it her age tony stark was that smart that's that's no true. he was a he was a jerk he's a douchebag yeah. yeah he didn't say about his dad he didn't and then he the winter soldier murdered him and he felt bad about it that's a bad kid you know because because his parents were killed wow okay bruce wayne sucks then wow you're just mean jackson Hate, yeah, he's a hate, dick hate too. Orphans. Well, yeah, no, Bruce Wayne got hate scared during the Bat movie. No, Bruce Wayne got scared watching El Zorro, and then <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, if he had been such a baby about it, his parents would still be alive. Why yeah. is no one the Zorro? He was afraid of Zorro. You think like Jesus. Bruce Wayne's ever sat back down and watched Zorro? Like he's like, what should I watch? <laughs> Absolutely not. You ever put it back on now? I wanted, to, you know, I've always like boggled he my probably, mind. He probably murdered every actor that played. Zorro. Why were like the richest people in Gotham watching a movie? in a theater next to Crime Alley. Where they're like, honey, let's mix it up a little. Let's go to... Well, I feel like originally it was in the 40s, right? Yeah. So I don't think it, it... It's different than it is now. There's not eight eight movie theaters in a, in one city, but absolutely not. They would not... Then why was the only... Well, watch hold, hold up. Why was the only movie theater in, like, the bad part of town? Wouldn't that be in the good part of town? I think they just kept that original story the entire time, which is wrong, because they should have modernized it to, like, I don't know, to have someone break into their house or something. It would make more sense than him just... 
walking out of a movie and being shot. Uh, I just got. I've, Have you ever walked out of your local AMC and someone tried to steal your pearls? I all don't the think time. So. I'm always wearing my pearls. Who doesn't? Who dresses that nicely? Who doesn't wear their pearls the to question. the movie theater, Jackson? Wow, you just don't care. Listen, I'm not as well off as you are, apparently. If you're not wearing your pearls and you know, decked out to see Teen Titans Go, are you really seeing a movie? I guess I'm not. Apparently not, Jackson. Not. That's you know that's why you didn't fully experience Black Panther to realize that Iron Man's better. Okay, I experienced Black Panther as the best movie of the year, and that's where we're going to try to wrap it up here. We've been rambling on enough. I think, so, I think um, this is a good rant. Everyone already cu- everyone okay. cut out around the middle part of the podcast anyway, so it's okay. No worries. So as everyone says bye, I want one food-related hot take before we go. So, Jacob, why don't you start? Why do I, always throw- like, I don't even have a chance to think about the question. I like throwing you off your rhythm. Okay. John Mulaney reference. I got the, I got the reference. Okay, uh, a food hot take. Here it is. Nutella's not good. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's my All hot right. take. No, no judgment here. Just keep moving. Caleb, what, you got one for me? Um, I don't know. I like a lot of foods because I'm a cool person. I don't like pineapple. So people who pizza. don't like foods are a bad person. Yeah, well, that's really the like Jacob foodist. Learn, learn a lot Ooh, about foodist. you. Um, I don't. I don't like uh, pineapple on pizza because I think that's. Ooh, stupid. that's like. Is that even a hot take? You're like wrong. A lot of people. You're oh, wrong. Do you, oh, you like okay. pineapple on pizza? And wow. I, I don't so like tomatoes. Much. But I like tomato sauce. I agree with that. I'll That's take that. All right, Marcus. Uh, for me, I don't have cheese on sandwiches, but I have pizza. Oh, wow. All right. Like, whoa. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. All right, Jackson, your turn. Yep. Uh, waffles are better than pancakes. That's, right. That's, That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Okay. Wow. There's somebody wrong. All right, well, that's where we're going to wrap up today's show. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate, comment, all those good things, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you guys. These nuts.